Welcome to the IT Research Finder podcast. Today we will talk about artificial intelligence or AI as it is also called and sustainability. With me is Ben Coombs, co-founder for innovation and sustainability at PwC UK. He is the author of the report, How Can AI Enable a Sustainable Future? which is uh, published by uh, PwC and uh, was commissioned by Microsoft. This report is also the winner of our top report award 2019 in the category of artificial intelligence. Hello and welcome, Ben. Thanks, Stefan. Uh, very nice to be on the call and, and look forward to discussing the report. That's, that's wonderful. So let's uh, get right into the topic. Um, and uh, many pundits uh, point to the potential risks of artificial intelligence, including but not limited to things like job destruction, biased decision-making, or even machines taking over the world. In your award-winning report, How Can AI Enable a Sustainable Future?, you take a very different perspective and point out significant po uh, positive opportunities of AI. What brought you to these conclusions? So I think there are a number of things. One is that we were particularly focusing on the opportunities as well as the risks. I think there's been a lot of good work into risks of AI and that's necessary work and we need to continue that work because there are risks associated, associated with artificial intelligence. But you, know, you really do need to focus on the opportunities. What are the new things that we can do that we could not do before as the result of having one of the most powerful tools humans have ever created? The second thing is we put all of our analysis into a computable general equilibrium model, which is a macroeconomic model, which shows you how changes in productivity, efficiency, inputs and outputs flows through to the whole economy. And some of the analysis that's been done thus far has been partial. It's not been in full what economists call full equilibrium. And, and the model that we use really shows you those multiplier and rebound effects that flow from one sector to another, should you create uh, productivity gains, efficiency gains, those types of things within a model. So I think that, of course, will the uh, economy structurally change? I think the answer is definitely yes. Does structural change create winners and losers? The answer is definitely yes. But will the, you know, the, the sort of quantum of the winners be bigger than for the losers? I think the answer is also definitely yes. It's just a question then of uh, timescales and distribution, which are, of course, important and need to be dealt with in a, in, a, in a considered way. But let's be realistic here that, you know, that the economy is continually undergoing structural change from changes in demographics, other changes in technology we've seen previously. We've obviously got climate change as a big factor now in, in terms of we've had the shift in economic power from the West to the East. All of all economies are constantly evolving. And AI is another thing to which an economy must adjust. Um, and, and within that process, in this report, we're trying to focus on the opportunities from using AI to really uh, harness, um, harness its power to uh, support the environment and show what that can also do for the economy and jobs. Yeah, so sounds great. Can you can you describe uh, in a little bit more detail the, the the concrete and specific benefits AI can have for the global environment and and especially sustainability? 
so within the report, we look at we we specifically chose a subset of sectors because we felt we wanted to go deep on a, a few sectors and and do that properly and then potentially return to other sectors later. So we picked agriculture, energy, water, and transport. Um, and within those sectors, there are a variety of levers that we found where AI could could support um, better management of resources and also more efficient management of those resources to drive productivity. So in agriculture, one is about agricultural robotics, where you can have um, you know autonomous tractors doing harvest, autonomous robots doing harvest as well, and, and really making sure that those harvests are done at the most optimal time. Of course, uh, the other thing that I should say about this report, it's not just about artificial intelligence. It's about artificial intelligence at the core of many of these solutions that would be coupled with other fourth industrial revolution technologies. So in that instance, you would need the Internet of Things. You'd need advanced sensors to help you identify when was best to harvest. The good news is that the AI can then also be used for measure, measuring and managing and monitoring um, uh, you know, farms so that... Uh, uh, there's less waste, less water waste. So to give an example, the AI through the sensors can tell that it's going to rain through, you know, sort of uh, Alexa style thinking about how that links into local conditions. And then um, what happens is that the, the farm will then not water that day and that will save water resource. It will make, you know, the farmer more profitable um, and that will then obviously feed through into the economy. So there are various things. That's one example in agriculture. There's an example in, you know, in energy is the way that um, distributed grids uh, can work and, and, and talk to one another to make sure that uh, you're optimizing the use of your power storage. So, for example, in the UK, the National Grid were doing this and trying to, through optimization of the system, they can make sure that there's less uh plant uh, power plants gigawatts needed on the system so that can save you money and resources in terms of your backup needs to be less because you can better optimize peak peak flow um, in transport we looked at autonomous vehicles uh, and what those could do in terms of improving journey times and efficiency because obviously if one route's blocked and the autonomous vehicle knows that and goes another way um, so yeah a variety of factors but it's often about um you know, AI is often about two two crucial things. One is discovering new things, and the second is about optimizing processes, systems, um, and also being better able to manage and monitor those systems in in a, in a real time way. So, I think you know, if you look at the if anyone wants to look at the report, there's a lot in there. If you're particularly interested in a specific sector, but um, I hope those gave a few different examples. Sounds like there's a huge potential through AI and, and other connected technologies. Uh, but what do you see as the, the concrete changes and enablers to actually realize that potential of AI on a, on a global scale? And who would be the key players to do that? That's a good question. I, I think you come across various challenges when you're doing this work. And in the report towards the end, we try to list out what we think are the main barriers. At PwC, we have a, a framework that covers people, process, data, and technology. Um, so we list some of those. In terms of process, there's a lot about governance, about standards, about sharing um, sharing information and, 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 and privacy and, and, and how things work. 
um, in terms of people, there's a huge piece around upskilling and reskilling and what's necessary to make sure that we've got workforce for the future uh, and that we've got people, you know, for example, the, the farming example I've just gave, you know, do we have farmers around the world who would be able to operate uh, these IoT systems linking into their um, into their farm management and smart agriculture? So I think there's a big piece there. On the data side, there's a lot about exchange of data, privacy. Um, obviously, we've seen things like GDPR and other, other, other ways in which people are trying to manage that data. And the technology we've got, you know, which we would, it's, it's more about the infrastructure piece, about have we got the right cloud infrastructure in the right places? Um, have people got their connectivity of their broadband? Um, uh, you know, how can we make sure that everyone is, has got that right coverage? And, and of course, in some places in the world, there is coverage, but there, then there's not always coverage uh, for broadband or cloud backup um, everywhere. So there's definitely a piece around how do we ensure that there's global coverage for people to have the sort of basic network infrastructure. And of course, as you look at mobility and other sectors, that, that extends to sensors on the actual network on the roads uh, to help manage the flow of, of, of people and vehicles. So you have mentioned agriculture as, as one uh, uh, example and, and the sector you've mentioned traffic and mobility. Um, where do you see uh, further benefits of AI beyond uh, the cases and sectors you have uh, studied in your report? I mean, good question. I think anything where you see a process of discovery. Um, so, you know, one would hope, you know, I think we're going to see huge advances in, in, in medicine um, and huge advances in, in lots of other sectors where there is a process of discovery that takes time. And it could be geology to find water, for example. I think, you know, we can use AI in that way. Um, and then there's optimization of any system. I think if you've got any complex system, whether that be a, a supply chain, uh, a transport network, then air traffic control, any any complex system, I think AI will help optimize that system in a, in a much more efficient way. Um, and as the world gets more interconnected, uh, I think that's going to prove to have some big productivity gains. I mean, to The AI is often called the electricity of the fourth industrial revolution. And I think if you think back to when electricity came in, in that sort of swathe of inventions in the 1880s, um, we're probably at a similar stage where it's quite hard to picture exactly what AI will be linked into. But it's almost anything that's digital, I think, will have some AI machine learning layer um, Uh, another good example is <clears throat> uh, computer vision um, and thinking through being able to spot illegal wildlife, being able to spot deforestation before it happens through imagery. You know, there is a chance to build a sort of 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, uh, digital dashboard of the planet to see what's actually happening to coral reefs, uh, trees, uh, pollution. So I think that, you know, some of the bigger companies, including Microsoft, uh, you know, Lucas Chopper has talked about that, about thinking about how do we create a digital dashboard for the planet? Because I think once you measure something, once you monitor something and you can measure it, then you can manage it. So I think that's a big area to look out for in terms of, you know, the computer image analytics linked in with machine and deep learning. Thank you very much, uh, Ben, for this uh, excellent overview of your research. 
Uh, I think that was uh, that was very helpful for our listeners, uh, and I'm looking forward to reading uh, even more uh, in terms of reports and research on this topic from your side. Sure, thank you very much. And <clears throat> just to say that you know we saw this very much as a first step. Um, you know, we would invite others to to contact us if you see ways we could improve the way we did things or have got insights from reading our work. Please do reach out. Um, very, very enjoyable to work with Microsoft. Um, the report, since your kind award has now been um, nominated for the best use of thought leadership at the Management Consulting Awards in the UK. So we're a finalist for that and find out on the 23rd of April. So, yeah, it's been a real pleasure to work on this project and um, I hope people enjoy reading it. Uh, we tried to make it as straightforward and readable as possible. Um, and, you know, I think that you can dive deeper into methodology and and, in, and the sectors that, that are of particular interest to you. But the bottom line message for us really is using AI can really help us, you know, boost the global economy, cut emissions and create jobs because of the way that those jobs that were in low value sectors are moving into high value sectors. And I think the way you should see it uh, is a bit like, you know, the agriculture sector used to be 80% of the US, UK, many advanced economies, and it's now down to 2% of the economy. AI is going to help us move faster up that value chain, up to services and into sort of, um, you know, digital services in a way that's much more productive. So that's why we get those overarching results. And that's why while the risks are really, really important, so are the opportunities. And this report is really trying to shine that light on. Let's talk about how we can use this tool to really help us drive progress, um, particularly with sort of climate change. I think that's a, a really excellent message for the further development of artificial intelligence. Our listeners can go to our website, itresearchfinder.com where you will find a short summary of uh, the PwC report, How Can AI Enable a Sustainable Future? And which will point you also to the download site for this report. Thanks again, Ben, and talk to you soon. You have been listening to the IT Research Finder podcast. Please do also visit our website at itresearchfinder.com where you can find thousands of high-quality IT reports selected and curated by the IT Research Finder analyst team.